And welcome to the Fanboy Garage. I'm Chris Lasanti, joined by my co-host, Aaron Varola. Hey, what's up, folks? Welcome to episode 64 of the Fanboy Garage. We're just stacking these things up, man. Before you know, we'll be at 100. Yeah. So, it's coming fast. Anyways, uh, lots of interesting news to share with you guys. We're finally getting some rumbles on the Batman and some casting rumors. Uh, But before we do that, let's dive into the box office. Sure. So it wasn't a a very eventful weekend at the box office. Uh, Coming in at number one, overperforming uh, a bit, is uh, Downton Abbey, which is the movie based on the the popular show that I know you were a huge fan of, right? Oh, of course, man. I, I dress up in my French maid outfit and watch it. <laughs> wow. Quite <a laughs> no. Visual, quite a visual. I, to, to be honest, I've heard lots of great things about uh, the show, uh, but admittedly have not seen an episode. I, um, I'm never going to look at French maid outfits ever the same way ever again now. Ow, ow. Interesting. No. Anyway, it did $31 plus million, um, and I think it did another like $40 million. Uh, overseas, so it's it's seventy three million, uh, which not bad. I mean, I can't imagine it's a super high budget film. No. So, yeah, so that's doing well. Uh, coming in second was Ad Astra at nineteen million, and uh, so it didn't. Oh, so that was Last Blood. Hold on, let me see what uh, what did Ad Astra do overseas. Um. It did uh, twenty six million overseas, so forty six and a half million dollars worldwide. Uh, no reported budget for that, so yeah, we're not really sure. I I don't know anything about this movie. Uh, right. It seems to be getting a lot of hype. The reviews the were, were good. Yeah, you know, people saying it's you know you got to see it. It goes up there with like Interstellar and Gravity and okay. Uh, yeah, I just I don't know what it's about other than it's Brad Pitt in space. Right. It's just not my those types of movies are not my preferred sci-fi fare. No. So I tend to not like run to them. Mm. Uh, like the drama of the yeah, lone astronaut. It's, yeah, it's fine. No. Um, what about The Martian? So, I actually see. So that's one of the few exceptions. I love The Martian. Yeah, I was going to say that's a great movie. Yeah, but I didn't. So that's a movie, though, that I didn't expect to love. And yeah. when I watched it, I was like, oh, my God, this is just because he's just great in it. Mm-hmm. And it's funny at spots. And it's it's just, yeah, that movie I, I love a lot. Yeah. Uh, coming in number three was a movie we talked about on last episode, uh, Rambo Last Blood. Uh, eighteen point nine million dollars. Uh, fifty million dollar budget for that one. Mm. No, uh, no overseas numbers for that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I was looking at it, and apparently, you know, the the Rambo movies. Now, granted, the earlier ones that came out years ago, you know, without adjusting for inflation, um. You know, it's different, but the more, you know, the last couple or the last one in particular uh, didn't do much better than this one. Right. So it's not like it all of a sudden is like, oh, it just dropped off. It's a blockbuster status. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I guess that's fine. Yeah, we'll see what legs it has. Yeah, exactly. I mean, obviously the reviews were terrible on it, <laughs> so that doesn't bode well usually for a movie having, you know, particularly strong legs, but... I mean, I think, but people, the reviews—the reviews for the last one weren't. Well, the reviews for the last one were, 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 I thought, were pretty strong. No, I th- I thought they were not. Oh, really? But I could be making that up, um, because I didn't see it. You didn't? didn't see you, it. You've I, never I seen it? I no, I've seen it. Oh, but okay. I wasn't, and I don't know if that was because I just didn't care about it, or if the reviews were just not with it for me. But I don't know. But I didn't see it in theaters. Got it. Um, oh, yeah, look at that. The last movie was 37%. Now, it's weird how you remember things differently. Cause I, for, and maybe I'd be just because it came out like right around the time as um, like Rocky Balboa. Yeah. Which got strong reviews. So I, for some reason, I thought I remembered that movie getting better reviews. But it only did 37% on Rotten yeah. Tomatoes. This one's at 28%. But then again, I mean, to be fair, like Rambo 3, which is not... 
particularly big favorite of mine. That's at 39%. Rambo First Blood Part 2. Now, it's harder when you get into these like older movies yeah. because they're cherry-picking reviews that were from whatever. But that was 36%. I mean, First Blood, at least based on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, is the only movie in the franchise that's fresh. It's certified fresh. 87%. <laughs> Um, which is much stronger than any of the other ones, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I think people know what they're going to get with this movie, but yeah. I mean, we, we talked about it last week. I mean, neither of us were particularly excited about it. Um, it just doesn't seem like it just, to me, it seems like this could have been any Stallone could have been any character in this movie. Sure. With that plot. Sure. Yeah. And just, they tacked on the. Did you see the uh, the writer of First Blood, like the book that the movie was based on, was like appalled by this movie? Uh, no, no, I didn't. Yeah. Apparently uh, he just... Not, not surprised. Yeah. It's, you know, it is what it is. I, I tweeted out, it's, it's 2019, it's like some 37 and 35 years, respectively, that we were getting both a Rambo and a Terminator film. In 2019, that's played by the same actors. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't know if that's a good thing. (laughs) Uh, You know what I mean? It's like when I hear when I hear conversations about a new Indiana Jones, like my heart is like, no. You know what I'm saying? Like as exciting as it would be to continuously have these characters brought to us on the big screen, right? I understand that age has a huge factor well, in these guys' ability to yeah. kind of do, you know what I mean? To so like pull it off. Here's the thing. Now, this is interesting. Um, because now is part of your reaction to like saying not wanting like a new Indiana Jones movie because like Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was not good? Yeah, that's I, mean, part I don't know of if it. you were a fan. I'm assuming you weren't I, a fan of that I, movie, So, but... So I was all over that film. And... Um, and then there were certain, there were just parts of that movie. I was like, Ooh, this doesn't feel familiar to me anymore. This doesn't like all the good feel like, so here, here's the interesting thing, right? When I watch, um, it's, this is going to be a different, a different, uh, comparison. This isn't apples to apples, but, um, when I watched rogue one, like that just gave me good vibes. It just brought me back to the original trilogy of Star Wars, right? It just there was something about it that pulled on all of those heartstrings of mine. When I watch a movie like Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull, I see what they were doing and it just wasn't vibing with me. Like my inner child was like, Well, dude, you're being fooled. This is not Indiana Jones, <laughs> this is something else. Uh, so yeah, so I, I don't know if that explains my feeling about these things, but, uh, yeah, I, so Indiana Jones is yes, because of the crystal skull, but then there's the other part of me that's like, nah, he's too, too old to be doing it. They're not going to get it right. Um, you know, I got the good vibes from the force awakens and seeing Han Solo, like that was Han Solo, you know what I'm saying? So it was like it worked for that, but for Indiana Jones, it just well. So now, do you think that Indiana Jones is one of those properties where they could maybe turn it into like a James Bond type thing, where different people could play the character, or do you just think that at this point it's so synonymous with Harrison Ford that you just put it to bed? Uh, that's a hard question to answer. And I can't, you don't want to use Solo as an example because that's a nah, bad see, example. That's where my, it, it, my, my brain wants Yeah, to go but see, to me, it's not the same thing because, you know, this, you're talking about a character in the context of a film where he's, you know, it's an ensemble type of a deal. Um, whereas, you know, Indiana Jones, the reason why I mentioned the James Bond thing is because those movies, I think, lend themselves more to the James Bond type of treatment yeah. where yeah. it's about a character. Right. Uh, with defined personality traits, you know, like that. And you, since it's their own movie and it's like their adventure f- type films, like I, I think you could if you wanted to. Continue yeah, could work. Ju- right. Whereas, um, you know, you're talking about a character like in Solo, it was a character, a prequel where you see a different actor playing a character that we met in the movies 
after the that character was you know portraying. You know what I mean? Like you, you met mm-hmm. Harrison Ford's Han Solo after those events were after the events of Solo. Right. So it was like hard for people to wrap their heads around it a little bit. Plus, he was in the Force Awakens, like recent, you know, right? Not so right, right. Before that, I mean, it's like it's like if they had tried to tell us that the Daniel Craig James Bond from Casino Royale was the same one from, you know, um, Doctor No. Exactly. Yeah. It wouldn't. It would, wouldn't work. Right. Like, I mean, nah. the Casino Royale functions almost as like a reboot in a lot of ways. Totally. One hundred percent. Yeah. 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 Sure. I mean, that's so. So yeah. I mean, I think it's a good point. I think they could, in a way, reboot, um, Indiana Jones in that way, where it's like you know, it's the character. It's just played by a completely different actor, but the elements of that character still need to live and breathe like they do across all the films which right. is i think is very hard to do because harrison ford made that character it's not that's that's not dissimilar from like a sean connery making uh, a james bond but you know he's he's pulling from source material right you kind know what of. i'm saying and yeah. that doesn't exist for indiana jones so it's sure. like that's that's a little little harder to do it's like replacing luke skywalker it's like ugh, i don't know if you can yeah I just I was throw that out there because I was thinking about that when you mentioned, you know, Indiana Jones and all that stuff. And I was like, it'd be interesting if if your feelings on that were based on, you know, was it just because of the last movie or is it just because you don't, you know, you said age too, and and I get that in that role, I don't I don't need to see, an older Indiana Jones. I mean, like, I just that's don't think the, the character I... fits that, you know. Yeah, so I like what they were trying to do with Crystal Skull. Like, I liked the like we're gonna put him in the fifties now, right? We're kind of eager. We're gonna age him appropriately, um, right? And and there were some elements of like I'm getting too old for this shit kind of thing. Um, I thought that was fine, but there was just a lot of like bad decisions made in that movie that just took the magic away. Um, and there were things that were kind of forced that I just didn't feel were necessary. Like the, I enjoy the the punching sound from the older films, right? Like the when they punch someone in the face, right? But they were, it just sounded a little too good when they were doing it. So I just kind of was like, that doesn't really work. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll have to give you guys a full, full review of Crystal Skull, but uh, yeah. or maybe maybe we don't. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it was funny. Uh, and I will get off of this topic when I finish the statement, but I met somebody uh, at a watch party, uh, Tony Artiga, and he's a big fan of Crystal Skull. was like, dude, Crystal Skull is better than Temple of Doom, and I almost kicked his ass because <laughs> he's a big guy. <laughs> uh, no, I was I was like, dude, we, we actually can't be friends right now. I don't think we could talk. Um, I think I, w- I was there when that you were conversation there. You were there happened. That. Yeah, I remember that. That was well, a very I, big I, moment. I yeah. Choke. Don't even say that, man. It's blasphemy, bro. Yeah. Well, listen. There's always going to be fans of sure. certain things. Oh, speaking of, uh, Masters of the Universe was on TV the other night. Get out of here. Yeah. I'm just putting people to sleep. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Yeah. But I'm sure that movie has its fans too. So Yeah. Yeah. All right. So um all right, finishing the box office quick. So number four was it, chapter two. Now it took a, a another big tumble, fifty seven percent drop down to seventeen million. Uh, you know, overall hundred eighty million uh domestic and uh three hundred over three hundred eighty five million worldwide. So, you know, the movie's doing really well again for uh, R-rated horror film. Yeah, it's almost the, three hours long. Closing. Sure, and uh, and of course, uh, Hustlers was number five. Uh, it dropped forty nine percent, not bad for its second week. Uh, did another sixteen point eight million, so it's sixty two million domestic, and it's got like a, about almost ten million dollars um, overseas. So total worldwide is about. $73.5 million, $20 million budget, so that's fine. Not too shabby for Hustlers. Cool. Yeah. Very nice. Someone uh, at my job, he got, I don't know how or why, maybe he was suckered into seeing Hustlers, 
but uh, I just overheard. I was eavesdropping, and I heard something like, Usher's in this movie, and he has one line, and it's, hi, I'm Usher. <laughs> I was like, wow, I am not at all interested in seeing this movie, that's, if that's what's, what's going on That's there. a true story, by the way. Okay, then. Moving on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so God. there's a scene where Usher uh, comes to the, the club as a special guest, I guess, and, and they make a big deal about it. And everyone's like, oh, Usher's here, Usher's here. So there's this um, there's this sequence where he's there, and it's like a slow-mo sequence where like all the girls come out, and they're doing like a dance for him, and he's making it rain, and yeah. All righty. Anyway. Cool. Sure. So, <laughs> so um, what do we got in the uh, in the news and development section? Uh, yeah. Today? So the world was on fire yesterday, which was Monday, July. July. Pfft, I wish we were in July. September twenty third. Um, with the Hollywood uh, Reporter actually broke the story um, that Jeffrey Wright, um, famous for his role in Westworld and many, many, many other films. Uh, is up for the role of Commissioner Gordon in Matt Reeves' The Batman. Yeah. Which I'm cool with, man. Sure. The dude is a phenomenal actor. Yep. Uh, first and foremost. And um, and I certainly think he could pull it off. Yeah. As, I mean, I don't see any reason why he couldn't pull it off. Um, yeah, I think it's fine. You know? I mean, you know, we're at that point now where... Um, you know, of course, everyone's going to start making a big deal about casting stuff. But, I, you know, I think the way they cast a movie really can tell you a lot about the direction of the film they're going to take. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think it's a good choice. I mean, you know, I mean, clearly yes. we'll have to see him in the role. But it, as far as from a casting perspective, uh, it's yeah. good. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's great. Uh, I did see, obviously, you know, people's reactions are one way or the other. Like yeah, it's pretty pretty cool, pretty awesome. Ah, it's all, yeah. And then you've got the whole other side, which is like that's not comic book accurate. Sure, James Gordon's a white man. Blah 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 blah. It's like, really? Are we gonna do this, folks? Well, Where I mean, but you- these are the argue, these are the things that happen every time there's casting announcements, oh right? You're gonna get people who are love the decision. You're gonna get people who hate the decision. Uh, you're going to have people who are indifferent. Um, yep. You know, some decisions may be more universally praised than others. But especially with a Batman movie, I mean, the Internet's going to break every time there's any type of casting. And it's this isn't even official, right? It's just a right yeah, now. It's a, I mean, he's in, 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 in negotiations. Yeah, in negotiations. So, it, yeah. you know, it's most likely going to happen. But, yeah, people lose their minds over Yeah, and I mean, he, he you know, obviously threw some, threw some fuel on the fire. Yes. Uh, with a tweet. I saw that. Um, it's pretty cool. That actually. got people really excited. That's yep. things all good. But I think the other, I don't want to say it's controversial yet, but I did see some controversy already, of course, uh, was that Jonah Hill, famous for his roles in Superbad, and get him to the Greek, and Moneyball. Moneyball, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And a whole bunch of other films, um, is up for a secret role. In Mad Reeves. Yeah, Batman. although the rumor is that it's it's one of the villain roles, either Riddler or Penguin. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, I think people are just taking stabs at the, in the dark. I mean, I heard I heard someone say the Riddler. I think Mike Snyder, uh, a reporter, said, "Oh, it was the Riddler." Someone else said, "Oh, it was the Penguin." Right. I think he's going to be the Penguin, but I think that's almost too obvious because then why would they even say secret role? I would. Right. It could be. I would. I think I would almost rather see him as the Riddler. Forget the physical stuff for a second, right? Just put wait, wait, physical. Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean physical stuff? Well, oh, like his appearance and stuff. Because based on like him, like you would assume, like physically, like he looks more like he would be the Penguin than the Riddler. Mm-hmm. I I think just based on his personality and his acting, I would prefer to see him as sort of a manic Riddler. I would, you know, prefer this version of the Penguin or Oswald Cobblepot to be a little bit more hardened. Mm. 
Again, I'm just again, and I have no. I'm making up in my head what I'm hoping the, the penguin you, will be you, in these movies. When you obviously. say Harden, do you mean like like an older like the, like the like, Arkham Asylum? Well, type? like an older, real, just like crime boss type. I can't yeah, really right. picture Jonah Hill as like a crime boss. I picture right. him more as like a manic villain, you know, like like a Riddler type. Mm. Um yeah, I don't. I don't see Jonah Hill as the type. Like, I, I would hope that this uh, this version of the Penguin would be that like intimidating, sort of uh, you know, like almost like I said, like a crime boss, someone that like c- commands respect. And and I don't, I don't necessarily see that in Jonah Hill, but mm-hmm. you never know. I mean, everybody can act against type clearly. Sure. Uh, well, not everybody, but you know, good actors can. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, nobody saw Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne or Batman, and that worked. So you know, I mean, it's happened before. But, um, yeah, if I had to pick, just based on him and his personality and, and stuff, I, I think I would prefer him to be the Riddler. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. So wa- watch him be neither. <laughs> I know. I mean, I'm I'm trying to think of any other uh, folks he would, villains he would play from the rogues gallery. And I'm like, the only other one that I would think could be interesting is... Uh, and I mean, Hugo, they haven't actually Hugo said Strange. they haven't said he's going to be a well. That I Hugo Strange, Jonah Hill. Hmm. Uh, I don't know about that. I, it could happen, but I that would I don't know that that works for me. Um, but I, do we know that it's even a villain role? No, I mean, he's Robin. You have to assume, right, that it's it might be a villain, <laughs> but yeah, it's not guaranteed either that it could be that it's a villain. No, I, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Um, I you know it's. It's funny because I'm one of those that um, it's gonna be really bad to say this, but I never really bought his seriousness as an actor, um, despite some of his uh, some of his roles. I mean, th- there's always a thread of Jonah Hill in there that I see in whatever role it is that he's playing, like you know, some goofball kind of dude. Right. So that's gonna be hard for me to shake in whatever role he he plays in this movie um but i'm i'm always open to have my expectations blown out of the water i mean i was initially one of those in the like i can't believe heath ledger is going to be the joker camp oh you were that guy oh yeah i definitely was i'll take full ownership like for a hot second because I saw a Knight's Tale, dude. I mean, no, I get it. I mean, I'm not going to say I did cartwheels after that announcement either, yeah. but I wasn't I was like, like, what? Because I, my like, whole thing on that was like, I've always, by that time, even by then, I was still one of those people that was like, you know, everyone lost their minds over Keaton and that worked out. You know, Michael right. Keaton, everybody loses it, you know, so I had already seen enough of that to say, right. well, it wouldn't be my pick, but, um, but, you know, I wasn't like up in arms over it. Then again, there wasn't yeah. really like a Twitter either. No, no, be no, up no. in arms then, over. Then so they did a. I mean, you know, for for that whole thing, they did a, a an amazing marketing campaign where they revealed yeah his image. Yep, and it just shocked the hell out of people. So sure. uh, enough of that. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm intrigued. I'm I'm definitely intrigued. I want to see um, wh- you know, obviously if if it is a villain, who it is. Whatever character it is, I'd love to know, um, so we can get this ball rolling. Because this this movie, I hope, blows expectations. Um, so time will tell. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I I like the director a lot, so I'm I'm excited for this. Um, you know, yeah. obviously Batman's my thing anyway, so I'm always going to be excited for. Batman movies, um, but you know Matt Reeves is a guy that I've I've liked a lot as a director, um, and uh, yeah, I mean I, I'm gonna have put my faith in him and the yeah. choices that he makes until he proves me, until he proves otherwise, as far as I'm yeah. concerned. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so to that end, I know we got a uh, uh, question from our good friend Ron Diesel. Um, and he asked, cause it's in relation to kind of what we're talking about here. Uh, question, why are certain fans, uh, very confused as to what WB Warner brothers 
is trying to do with the DC films. I mean, it's not that complicated to understand. And do y'all think the Marvel films are to blame as to how the audience looks at shared universes? Uh, yes to that. Um, you know, I don't know who... I haven't uh, encountered a lot of people that are very confused about what Warner Brothers is doing. And, right. you know, the litmus test that I always use with this stuff is people that I talk to about these things that aren't, like, on Twitter. Right. You know, and they're not part of, like, these, like, fan communities. They're just people that I talk to, you know, at work or whatever, or people that I right. that know that I do this podcast and what, I, what it's about. So they'll talk to me about movies and TV and stuff. And, and I, like, I hear people talking to me about Joker, and they're excited for it, and they're interested in it, but, like, I, nobody said to me, but I don't understand, like, how does this fit? You know, or or I don't understand. Like, wasn't Jared Leto just the joke? Like, that hasn't happened, and I'm I'm a little surprised by that, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. So, like, I haven't personally um, encountered a lot of people that seem to be confused over like what's really going on. Um, so I, I'm not really sure. It, it's hard for me to put that into context. Now, if yeah. they are confused, do I think that it's because of Marvel? Sure. I think that Marvel and the success of the MCU, and, and I don't necessarily, and I've never been of the opinion that it's a good thing, that I think they they made everybody's shared universe happy. Mm. I mean, not that they forced everybody, forced that on anybody. It was the direction that they took, and the other studios didn't have to follow suit, but there was that time period where like everybody wanted to have some type of shared universe. I mean, that was last year. There was going to be a Spider-Man shared universe at Sony. There was going to be that MonsterVerse right. thing that with the mummy, and the, that right. never wound up being a thing. And um, like that was it seemed like everybody wanted to take whatever like properties they had and figure out a way that they could make a shared universe out of it. And, right. and most of it, thankfully, kind of fell by the wayside. But because I don't think it's the right direction for everything. Right. Um, I think. <clears throat> I would love to blame Marvel for this, but I don't. I mean, this is a bigger. This is a bigger thing, right? Sure. Because shared universes aren't anything new or novel. They've been happening since the '30s. You know, with Frankenstein popping up in a Dracula film and all that other BS, right? So it, that stuff is not new. Well, Universal think, Monsters, right, was a essentially yeah, like, a shared sort of, universe. Yeah. Right. And I think the thing is, is that, you know, because you're coming from or you're using characters or creating films from comic books, the the comic books inherently have the, their their characters crossing over, right? I mean, yeah. the Justice League exists for a reason. Well, comic, so do the Avengers, comic right? books are shared universes. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I don't necessarily say that it's, it's Marvel. I just think it, I think they did it so well that. People get excited at the prospect of yeah. seeing these characters cross over and do, you know, and interact with each other, right? Because it's kind of hard to, you know, say, okay, like this hero is here and, you know, he's not being influenced or he's not calling for help or aid from another hero that may be close by, right? Which is when we've talked about this many, many times, it's one of the downfalls of another movie kind of situating uh you know metropolis and and gotham as sister cities right. from one another so that 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 becomes problematic right but you know i think from the the folks that i've talked to i think it it's hard to do a movie or for to break people out of the mold of like we're going to introduce you to a joker film without a batman i think that was a hard part i think it was a hard thing for general audiences to take with benham maybe i mean the box office says otherwise. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to say that <laughs> because it certainly well, but, didn't work that way. But yeah, yeah, but but I mean, you know, I think there might be an expectation for people to think that Batman is somewhat affiliated or t- or will touch at some point this Joker film, and you know, all intents and, for all intents and purposes, I mean, folks are saying absolutely not, and I believe right. that. So. Although you that's know, a that's a different thing, though, right? So whether there was ever supposed to be or going to be a DC shared universe, like if this Joker film had been made and it was just a Joker film, there would always be that 
like that's not because there's like a DC shared universe, right? The expectation of Batman would just be because it's Joker. Right, but that inherently means that there's some sort of shared universe, right? Like, well, not necessarily. I mean, like to me, when I look at shared universes, it's like so. Joker's always been part of Batman's universe. Like, I look at that as the Batman universe. To me, like a shared right. universe is like Batman's universe sharing with time Superman. with Superman's universe, sharing right. time. With, so, like Lex Luthor and the Joker teaming up to go against Batman and and Superman, like Which that to happens me is in like, the comics. Yeah, that that's a. Like, that's real, like, shared universe stuff for mm. me. So, like, but, like, I don't think of, like, Gotham City as being a shared universe where because there's a Penguin and a Joker and, gotcha. and you know, Batman. That's that's at least how I look at it. Yeah. So that's what I mean by, like, you know, that's a, a movie within, like, a, a movie. Um, yeah, but that but, can get very confusing because oh, then sure. if you... Yeah. I mean, so then here's the thing, right? So if you do that, so do, by that logic, if you're introducing audiences to a Joker, in his universe, there is a Batman. And if you're rolling out a Batman movie, you're going to try to connect the two of them because the two characters are inherently inseparable of one another. Well, they and, it, yes, they should be. Right? A hundred percent. But what DC and Warner Brothers are creating are two very separate mm-hmm universes of two characters that would otherwise coexist yeah which is in some well, so ways that, that's hard for that's i think that's hard for general audiences to grasp it could be but that's why i'm actually surprised that the people that i've spoken to that are not that are general audiences haven't voiced any type of confusion I don't think they care until they go to see the which, movie right and i was just about to say that which could change when they see the movie and realize that you know, oh, well, this isn't really the Joker that I know. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, that remains to be seen. But as far as the big picture of that question, I mean, yeah, I think that, you know, again, I think a big thing that Marvel was able to achieve that I think is going to be really hard for anybody else to achieve is the fact that they have essentially created a genre of film, right? Like I've always said that Marvel's become almost like a genre of film. People mm-hmm. are like, oh, I want to go see the Marvel film, or I'm a fan of mm-hmm. Marvel films. Um, and, and I think a big reason for that is because of the fact that the familiarity with those characters was not really a thing in a lot of cases until those movies. Right. You know, these were not, I, you know, I mean, Spider-Man would be the iconic character, but he joined much later in the process. Right. Um, you know, and the other A-list properties that people would know, X-Men, Fantastic Four, like, they had their own films aside from that. So, like, whereas, like, Superman, we've seen Superman before on film many times, right? People are Mm -hmm. very familiar with Superman. Same thing with Batman. You know, people were not familiar with Wonder Woman on film, but people, I think, general audiences are very familiar with Wonder Woman, right? She's an iconic character. She had a TV show and all that stuff. So, and she's been part of, like, the Justice League and Super Friends and all those shows. So, these are iconic characters already. So, I that's why I feel like people, like Marvel, people who say, well, I'm a Marvel fan, they're really talking about the movies, right? Rarely do you hear somebody these days say, oh, I'm a Marvel fan, and they start talking about comics. Right, right. It's because it's become its own thing. It's become its own dress. So, it's bigger than just a shared universe. It, it's almost right. become, like I said, like a genre of film unto itself. And, and DC never had to do that. They don't have to do it. Their characters are much more iconic, mm-hmm. at least at the, the top of the food chain anyway. Um, I mean, well, even just look at Aquaman, right? I mean, Aquaman mm-hmm. made over a billion dollars. And Aquaman is not, I mean, people are familiar with the character because, it, you know. From yeah, the he's Superman. definitely tier B. Sure, but the movie made a billion dollars. True. So, I mean, look, these are these are more iconic characters that didn't need to be part of a shared universe, and I think that uh, I don't think DC needs to do it that way. Um, I don't really think anybody else needs to do it that way. I think it's always short-sighted when somebody has success with something. Uh, and yeah. I wrote this way back when um, I wrote uh, like an article about this talking about how don't take the wrong message sometimes in the success of things. And I was talking about how you don't want to take the wrong message from the success of 
the MCU, which is that, oh, it's just people want shared universes. No, yeah. that's not that's not the message there. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, clear, clearly, because just Justice League. <laughs> well, it's not even Justice League. I'm just talking more like, you know, like, look at what they tried to do with this new monster verse. You know, the, that mm-hmm, fell mm-hmm. flat on its face. Um you know, I mean, yeah. you know, DC could do a successful shared universe if they wanted to, but they don't need to, you know, and, and the idea is it just it just can't be shared universe guaranteed success because right. it's not guaranteed right. success. It, it's you got to have a right combination of certain things. Um, yeah, it, you know, I'm I, I'm still convinced that in, in a way at least the films that have been presented to us recently, this is taking uh, the Batman and the Joker and Joker off of the table are still somewhat connected to something. I don't wholeheartedly believe that these are like totally disconnected um, DC films now that are focused on, you know, um, not connecting to something bigger. Right. Well, like like when I say something big, I don't mean like a, an event film. I just mean that they they certainly live in in a world where other characters exist. Well, sure. I mean, look, we know that Joker takes place in Gotham City. So yeah, yeah, clearly no, 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 there's no, something Joker that goes with that. That's, that's going to yeah. be a completely different movie, but I'm talking like Aquaman, right? So he he references Steppenwolf and, and Oh yeah. So so we sure. know that you know, this is the Aquaman from the DCEU, right? Right. Yep. We know that Superman exists in the Shazam world. Right. Right. Well, we in know the that Flash. they all exist because, yeah, right, right, right. I mean, there's references to everybody in that movie. Sure. Yeah. sure. Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. Or, no, no, I'm sorry. Not, you know, well, yeah, yeah, the, the Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. It's going to be the same characters. Some. Sort of. Yeah, some. Yeah. You know, birds of birds of prey. So it's Yeah, how, no, that you know, universe still very much exists. That's it's still very it's much like, alive, yeah. While they're while they said, Oh no, we're gonna focus on these more character driven stories, the the universe in which they were established and still is very much intact. It's not like they took it apart and said, like, right. we're not gonna talk about any of the other things that have happened in some of the other films that we've you know right. created. And we don't know um, how much longer that's going to be, right. uh, you know, and we don't know what this Batman movie is going to do to distance itself. If it is, or if it's going to connect somehow, um, yeah. you know, wonder woman is the weird one because wonder woman, you know, the movie, uh, retcon some things mm-hmm. and is there's inconsistencies there. If you're going to watch it as part of like a shared universe, right. Um, but it's still very much it's that Wonder Woman, yeah. Regardless of the the little changes that they made and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, you know, they they haven't given up on it completely, um, right. and you know, because there there was still money to be made there, and there right. and there were still successful things that came from it, right? So Wonder Woman was a huge success. So why would you want to get away from that? Right. Aquaman obviously was a huge success. So you're not going to want to get away from that. Um, you know, Suicide Squad, despite you know what the response may have been to it. it made money it made a lot of money so why would you completely blow that up and i think that there's room and, and we didn't talk about this last week but i i'm kind of pumped for that suicide squad movie i'm not a fan of the first movie but like that i know it's just a poster and a cast announcement but i, right. I feel like james gunn's gonna knock that out of the park no for sure i mean again he's he's got a proven track record well, so, yeah, and I just think he's right for that. He's property. a great writer. Yeah, he I I like the vibe the he's created. Characters. Yeah, and I like the vibe he again, and it's just a logo and a poster and cast. But I I just like the already the vibe and the feel he's bringing to that property. Yeah. yeah. Now I would just say just to, to you know I don't even I don't even know if there are any of our listeners, but like just drop the whole tweet thing. I saw so much stuff coming out recently again like people resurfacing his his twitter right fiasco just leave that alone well, man. but once i mean stuff. once marvel took him back and you know once 
DC or yeah, DC WB hired him or whatever. It's like you know what? Okay, the guy paid a price for it. Yeah. You know, people thought about it more. Um, I don't know if you want to say cooler heads prevailed, but, you know, whatever side of it you were on, I was very much at the time, like, this guy deserves to have some punishment, you know, because I just thought they, I get while it was a joke, like, the subject matter was just mm-hmm. not really something you joke about. But, you know, at, at this point, it's like, look, he, he, he did serve some penance, and now... But, you know, it doesn't mean that you, someone should be ruined for the rest of their lives. Right. Uh, relative right. to what they do, anyway. I mean, yeah, sure. some people should be absolutely, you know, ruined for the rest of their lives. But but not that. And, yep. uh, you know, he, he did, you know, it did take a toll on him. And it did, too, but, you know, he was remorseful. And, and, yeah. and he, you know, was getting a second yeah. chance. And, and that's fine. I, that's part of what we do, right? It's part of society. It's part of how we are here and and there's nothing wrong with that yeah i mean i think he you know everything you just said yes 100 100 um and he will absolutely crush it with the suicide squad um hopefully anyway yeah, yeah i just have I a mean, lot of hopes I'm, I'm 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 getting more and more excited for that as you know little things start to trickle out mm-hmm. about it so yeah yeah I just I, I wonder overall about the um, the success of of Joker and what it could mean for the rest of the universe, not the universe, but the the DC. You mean like if if it's a gigantic, huge success, like how could they not revisit it somehow? Something like that, yeah. Well, do you now? Do I you think, think I think that... it's just the, the dollar chase, right? Sure. So let's say Joker's this gigantic box office success which i i have a hunch it's going to be but mm-hmm. right let's just let's say it does huge whatever whatever we think huge numbers for this movie will be right i mean what what do they do i know it's you know this is all hypothetical stuff obviously but that's what we do here right so what what do they do 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 they just make from what i understand i mean it's very much a standalone film right so it, it right. doesn't seem like it's even set up for a sequel uh, God, I hope not. Right. So, do they try to figure out a way to do a sequel? Do they figure out a way to incorporate? Like, I guess is that what you're saying? Like, what what does the success of yeah, this movie I mean, but, mean? Right. Like, do they end up shoehorning, shoehorning, you know, something, some elements of that movie into into Matt Reeves, the Batman somehow? Right. You know, do, do they try to create some sort of thread that links? Yeah. this character to something something else. Or maybe. do they maybe take the right message? And <laughs> just leave it all. If Joker <laughs> is a huge success and say, you know, the mean the message here is let's just focus on making really cool, really interesting movies based on characters and not necessarily worry about the future for now. Right. Like, yeah. That cuz I, mean, I, I think hope, to me that so. would be the right message to take out of that. The wrong message would be, well, people just want to see more of this Joker. Let's figure out a way to shoehorn him into something. Right. Yeah. No, no, no. I agree. I mean, yeah. I, I would uh, I would hope that they pull the right message yeah. out of that success and go, yeah, maybe we should just create and treat Superman like Superman. Yeah. I, I mean, and Joaquin Phoenix seems like the type, though, that you know probably wouldn't maybe even be open to wanting to gratuitously... Yeah, I didn't continue think Jared this Leto character. Was but uh well, he threw that away. <laughs> I mean, that Joker's going to make an appearance in in Birds Well, of yeah, Predator. but but it, I mean, it's weird. But that Joker needed there was so much room for that Joker because I I felt like to me the best stuff in that movie was the Joker Harley stuff and and it got a lot of that got cut. Um so there was room. You know, right. for that version of the Joker, clearly they'd be expanded upon. Um, yeah. So I don't have a problem with that. But I don't know that, like, I mean, Joaquin Phoenix, I could see him as the type of guy that, like, you know, I signed on for this wacky one-shot, basically. And right. not really interested right. in gratuitous Coming back for it, yeah. Yeah, regardless of how much money it, it made. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I think we have uh, a better chance of seeing a sequel to The Village. 
Wow. <laughs> yeah, well. Imagine uh-huh. now imagine if they announced that now, sequel to the video. You... What? That would be on you. Yeah, that would be. I don't have actually I don't have any ill ill feelings for uh Let me tell you something. So the village. Uh, I have this TV here just had a commercial for Vincent, like a Vincent Price. I don't know if it's going to be a marathon uh-huh. or what on HDNet movies. And man, is that just creepy stuff? That commercial just freaked me out. <laughs> like without okay. sound, because like, I'm just like, wow, all of a sudden I look up and it's like, whoa, look at that. Yeah. It's really cool. creepy stuff. Anyway, I'll have to Google that. Random observation, but check that out. Sure. Um, <clears throat> okay, so other things that have been brewing uh, on the news side of things, we got a, a first trailer for the Breaking Bad film, uh, which is exclusive to Netflix for a time, and then I think we'll uh, we'll actually also see a short, uh, limited theatrical run, and then uh, we'll be brought over to AMC. Uh, El Camino, which follows the story of Jesse Pinkman after the events of the final episode of Breaking Bad. Uh, I'm totally in and on board for this movie. It looks, I saw the trailer today, it looks crazy good. Um, and I'm I'm excited for it. So, Chris, I take it you have not seen it? No, I I I have not seen I have not watched Breaking Bad. Um nothing Shame. against Breaking Bad. I just that show came out at a time when I wasn't really watching a lot of television. Uh and it just was like a and I had very limited time to watch television and I just never started it. Um yeah. so obviously I wasn't going to you know not something you just pick up along the way. Um I will watch it eventually. Uh, because I'm I'm a big fan of a lot of people in it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So the writing is is top notch, and yeah. uh, Vince Gilligan, who is the uh, is the writer and creator of Breaking Bad, uh, is made this film a, a huge secretive production. Uh, when they were doing it, and uh, I'm intrigued to see where they where he takes the story. I will tell you this interesting fact about Breaking Bad. So. They um, had filmed, I think they had gone through like three seasons and it wasn't necessarily performing very well. Uh, they were given a, um, a sort of like do or don't, like if if we don't pick up on viewership, we're just going to cancel the show. Um, they ended up cutting a deal with Netflix and it was one of the first TV shows on Netflix to be streamed. Um, that streaming uh, moment on Netflix increased the viewership of subsequent seasons, which obviously made for them, allowed them to create more. Uh, but yeah, it went from like, I think a million and two, a million five viewers a week to like crazy numbers. I don't even know what the number is, but like tripled. Wow. Because, because of Netflix. Yeah. So. That's actually why they ended up cutting the deal with Netflix to do this movie. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. So, who says you don't come to the fanboy garage for dumb and interesting <laughs> Hollywood entertainment <laughs> facts? Deep trivia, everybody. Seriously. It's like the pop-up video edition of the fanboy garage. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, Tom um, Welling. Yeah, going back to the world of DC... Uh, so this, you know, Crisis on Infinite Earths is going to be a huge crisis, uh, crossover moment. Uh, well, there's going to be a huge crisis as well. Huge, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Uh, a huge moment for television and for those folks that have been keeping up and following with the CW's uh, run at the DC characters like The Flash and Green Arrow and all that good stuff. Um they're definitely building a crazy roster cast for uh, this crossover moment and yep. event. And they just announced that Tom Welling will be coming back. Tom Welling of Smallville uh, will be coming back to play Clark Kent. Yeah. And Erica Durant is coming back as Lois, Lois Lane. Lane, right? Like, in my mind, the best Lois Lane. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. Phenomenal. Absolutely. She's great. Um, 
you know, one of the things that uh, I think people were kind of like, oh, yeah, Superman. I'm like, yeah, calm down. Because Tom Welling really never played Superman. Right. Well, until the very end. Like that yeah, I mean, I don't scene, even count right? that. Right. I don't even count that. So yeah. I'm so interested to see I, I agree. Listen, what if, he does. If you're somebody that, like myself, for instance, who who's dropped off a little bit with those shows, just partly because of circumstance, but also because it just it got to be overkill a little bit. Yeah. Um. You know, plus some of them are a little long in the tooth at this point. But, like, I don't see how, if you're a fan of these characters, if you're a fan of DC, if you're a fan of the history of DC, you know, in general, just how you're not super, like, beyond excited for this. Because I am. Yeah. Um, I mean, just what they're doing here. The, the Forget the fan service and the, I mean, but just the, the, the potential quality of this thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is like a, this is like orgasmic, right? I'm, I mean, Brandon Routh. Is playing Superman. Yeah. Again. Right. Uh, Tom Welling is coming back as Clark Kent. I don't know how they're doing any of this, by the way. Well, that that's part of the fun, right? Is to watch yeah. and see how it all unfolds. It's it's so I think you know, I think the thing is too, they've kind of beaten things into well, at least I've been I, I make these like false assumptions, right? That if you have a multiverse and you have the same character it's got to look like the same character and they've kind of done a little bit of that in um in the other crossover events where it's like you've got a green arrow and a negative you know and a bad one and they you know on on arrow they they keep on um playing up the black canary thing and she's evil and right whatever and they all look look alike so to have like <laughs> a superman that is a Superman, but doesn't look like the other Superman. It's a little weird for me, but I'm cool with it because it's like one of my favorite Clark Kent Superman people. Because I stuck around for ten seasons of Smallville, so give it to me. It's going to be epic. Yeah, I mean, this is definitely an event, right? It's the definition of an event, and I think sure. I would think that people will watch this who maybe you know. Are coming back like myself, like a lapsed fan, mm-hmm. uh, or you know, people who are just you know familiar with the characters, familiar maybe don't watch all the episodes, whatever. But like, I, this is a DC event. This is if you're a DC fan, like I am. I mean, this is the this is something you have to be excited about. Um, yeah, yeah, and it's just cool. I mean, they've really done a great job over the years of paying respect to. The history of DC, not just the comics, but you know, on television. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty it's pretty cool. I think the one thing that I um that I read recently, which is kind of, is kind of disappointing, um, is the fact that um, what's his name, uh, Michael Rosenbaum, was right. approached to return as um, Lex Luthor. And declined. Boo. Yes. So he tweeted out. Um, something says, friends, many of you have tweeted and asked me about joining the infinite crossover. And I can't tell you how much this means to me. I'll just be straight up about this. WB called my agent Friday afternoon when I was in Florida visiting my grandfather in a nursing home. Their offer? No script. No idea what I'm doing. No idea when I'm shooting. Basically, no money. And the real kick in the ass is, we have to know now. My simple answer was, pass. I think you can understand why. I hope this answers all of your questions. Lovingly, Rosenbaum. Wow, that's very specific. <laughs> yes. Uh, geez, he didn't seem like he took that very well. So, <clears throat> so in reading this, yes, I'm disappointed he's not doing it. But, my man... No idea what I'm doing. No idea when I'm shooting. Well, I get it. Here's what you're doing. You're, you're playing being Lex Luthor, yeah, you're bro. Playing, yes, right. <laughs> like, yeah. What are you talking about? Oh, is it because you may have to shave your head again? Probably not because they put a bald cap on you when you popped up in season 10 of Smallville, bro. Yeah, I. Um, it seems... Yeah, I don't know. That's weird to me. Like, I, I mean, when they make an offer, do they do they always tell you exactly when they're going to be shoot? Like, do they even know that yet? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it seems yeah. weird to me. I don't know. That's just something. That's why I said, wow, it's very specific, and he didn't seem very happy about it. Something's missing there. Um, yeah. Clearly. 
Um, I'm like, I gotta go back and find out what, what, wait, what are you doing with yourself again, and, man? I mean, when they say no money, it's just like, I mean, look, I, I, and we don't know whether that's true or not, but I mean, did they, it's just probably like an initial, like, Hey, would you be interested in coming back for this thing? Like, I'm, I was it like, I'm sure there wasn't a formal offer with no money attached to it because then it wouldn't yeah. be an offer. Right. It, it probably was just like, Hey, listen, we're doing this thing. Would you be interested? And I mean, I don't know. Whatever. It's, whatever. He's not uh, doing it anyway. So, he, guy, it's kind of like he sucks, man. Well, maybe. I mean, again, <laughs> we don't know what really. Maybe that's where it really went down. Maybe they did say take it or leave it. Like, you know, here, we're not telling you how much. We're not telling you when. But, you know, you got to let us know. I mean, maybe that did happen like that. I mean, I don't know. Did anybody dispute that when he posted it? Yeah... I don't know. So, to... you know, it seems unusual, but who knows? You never know. Yeah. Yeah. That, um, oh. that sucks. It sure does. Oh, well. But it's still going to be amazing. So Yeah. It's like, well, man, if you, you had one opportunity to stand on the right side of history, bro, and you missed it. Yeah. Smallville is another one of those shows where and we've talked about it before, but, um, you know, I... I think more people need to revisit that if they haven't. It's almost like I think almost becomes like a forgotten show in some ways. Yeah. Uh, because of this current crop of like the DCCW stuff. And it's like maybe so maybe Tom Welling appearing on this will get people to be curious again about watching that because there's there are a few best evers in that show. Right. Oh, yeah. To me, that's the best Lex Luthor. Yep. Uh, we yep, said, agreed. you know, best Lois Lane. Uh, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of great stuff in that, and it, it becomes very comic booky at the end. So, don't, like I tell people all the time, like don't get fooled by the first, like the early seasons, which are not very comic booky, because they weren't going for that in the beginning. No, but no, once no, no, they no, go weird. all in <laughs> on making this, like, and the Justice League pops up, and I mean all that stuff, like it becomes very comic booky and very cool. It's yeah. almost like I mean, it's they like had two their different own crossover shows. type events. Yeah, there's almost like it because it's like two different shows at times, um, and both have their own charms, and yeah, great show. Anyway. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, freaking Amy Adams, Academy Award winner, Amy Adams is in that show. She's also on The Office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah. she plays some like fat girl. <laughs> Who <laughs> gets laced with kryptonite yeah. and then gets really skinny and hot. And then the only way that she can sustain herself is by sucking the life force and energy off of people. I know all about that. <laughs> it's funny how relatable I think this that is, is. I think this is like season one. Huh. So. Sure. Find that gem. All right. Um, all right. So JRB had two questions. For us, the first is um, any Galaxy's Edge plans? Uh, yes, at some point, right. like in a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, I have a three-year-old. Uh, for those of you guys that don't know, and there's no way in hell I'm taking her to Galaxy's Edge at three. Right. Um. Uh, yeah, this is not going to happen. I really, really want her to enjoy it. I, and I want to enjoy myself. And the only way you can do this is to ensure that she is captivated by everything happening, not scared, not, you know, obviously getting on, being able to get on the rides and all that good stuff. And I'm, that's the only way I'm going to make that happen. I'm not going to shell out the money for a three-year-old to nap in a cart <laughs> for the whole time uh, in the Florida heat. Um, but eventually... I will get there. Yeah, I'd uh, and I'll make a lightsaber. I, I probably won't go by myself, uh, so it won't be happening right now for me. But maybe one day, we'll see. Yeah, although I did read. It's funny. I I, just, I read something interesting um, about uh, about attendance. So attendance apparently is really really low, right? For this park, and they actually just fired uh, their head. Of parks and whatever mm-hmm. consolidating the role, they just eliminated this this woman's role. Um, because you needed to like get on a wait list to get into the park and all that other stuff. And I think people 
like us are probably like, yeah, I don't need to rush to Florida to go to Star Wars land. You know what I mean? Right. I think people are kind of waiting for the hype to die down. Yeah, I think that's that's part of it too. Um, yeah, I think people just in general tend to avoid what they think is going to be chaos. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And it's hell of expensive. That too. We'll spend yeah. like a thousand dollars to go to a theme park. Sure. I, I exaggerate. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Um, he also asked, Hobbs and Shaw, do you think they'll go ahead with the sequel? Uh, yes, I do. I, they set it up at the end of the movie, and it's made over $750 million worldwide right now. So I do think they will. When it comes out, I have no idea. <laughs> it could be a while, because they have two, uh, the final two Fast and proper Fast and Furious movies you know, on the docket, and we know The Rock is very busy doing a lot of things so I, I could see this being one of those things where it, it comes out a while from now but I definitely think it'll happen at some point yeah because there's no re- yeah. there would have been no reason to tease a sequel if you're not going to right right although well, they teased a the sequel of uh, Masters of the Universe didn't they well but that was that was because it was a dis- if, yeah yes <laughs> Sorry, let, let me correct to throw it out. yes let me let me, it let me rephrase there's no reason to tease a sequel and have your movie be successful and not deliver the sequel. There you go. Yeah. Um yeah, I think that uh I think that it will and I think especially once the proper Fast and the Furious franchise is kind of over, they're going to want to milk this thing. Yeah. And here's your excuse to do that now. Do you think they uh they try to connect the Fast and Furious uh Film or at least mentioned some some of the stuff that happens in Hobbs and Shaw. In the, the two you, newer ones that yeah, are coming. Yeah, the two out? new ones. Or do you think that they're they're creating like very distinct, I, two very distinct? No, uh, I don't. Th- I mean, the, the, how, like I said, Hobbs and Shaw clearly takes place in that universe. Um, I don't know how much of a need to connect them there will be, um, other than passing references, maybe. Just like there's passing references to the proper franchise in this movie. Toretto. You know, I, um, so I don't, I don't really know that it's necessary. I I think there's a way to, you know, where you don't even really have to talk much about what happens in Hobbs and Shaw in any of the next two, um, Fast and Furious movies without disconnecting them necessarily, Mm -hmm. you know? So, I mean, it's, yeah, I don't really think it matters. Um, and I don't think they certainly have to go out of their way to connect them because the Fast and Furious movies make their money on their own. Yeah. So it's not like they need to rely on Hobbs and Shaw's success for that. But I don't know. I have no idea what the plot of those movies are going to be right. or what direction they're going with it. So. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah. So that's it, right? And you got anything else? No, I think we... Uh... We can wrap this bad boy up. Let's do some plugs and get out of here. Sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Do some plugs. Okay. So you Sorry. got the fanboygarage.com. That's where you're going to go to check out the uh, all of our episodes and maybe go check out our merch store and buy some merch. Send us an email through there. For those of you that are not on the social medias that want to interact with us, you can do it right through the website. Of course, uh, we definitely want you to join the conversation. You can do that on Twitter at the Fanboy Garage, on Instagram at the Fanboy Garage, and of course our Fanboy Garage page on Facebook as well. And individually, you can find me on Twitter at RealCLMighty. And you can find me on Twitter at Starting Sith. Do not forget that uh, coming up October 3rd through the 5th is New York Comic Con. Uh, we will be there on the 4th and the 5th. 4th, um, 5th, yeah. Okay, sorry. So it goes from the 3rd to the 6th. Anyways, next weekend, uh, we'll be at uh, New York Comic Con. So if you guys are in the New York area and you've got your tickets, please do um, catch up with us. Um, we'll be looking to link up with some of our fellow podcast buddies from Batman on Film. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's uh, promising to be a good show. Uh, lots of panels, things like that. So if there's anything in particular that you guys want to hear, let us know, um, and we will do our very best to uh, 
cozy in there and get into those panels and, and give you guys some, wow, that, some news. That's next weekend already, huh? It's crazy. It's coming fast. Yeah. It's coming fast. And we'll have some special merch and things like that that we'll sure. be able to show and share with you guys too uh, at a later date. Yeah. So, All right. yeah. Let's get out of here.